He's mighty. He's mighty. What he's done for you is so amazing. The work that he did on Calvary's cross, his life that was laid down for you. And he's calling his body to have a greater revelation of the cross. A greater revelation of his power, the power of his blood. Now we were studying a little bit on the Moravians. Because we were adding some things concerning soul winning in the, uh, the discipleship. We, we're not calling it fast track anymore because it's just it's 10, 10, 10 sessions. So, <laughs> But... Uh, <laughs> but uh, studying about the Moravians. And one of the things that, that happened, Count Zinzendorf, you're like, okay, that's a pretty crazy name, but his family was very wealthy. He was a count, he had land, but he had a love for the Lord that he learned from his grandmother that instilled this in his heart. And there were others that had a part to play in the Moravians, but the, the Moravians came under great persecution. They came to Count Zinzendorf, and he took them, the refugees, on his own land, and they actually created a, 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 a town. Um, but one of the things that he began to cry out for, because he recognized that there was some strife that was happening amongst the brethren, he began to cry out to the Lord, and then all of a sudden, during one day on, when they were doing communion, they had a communion service, and the power of God fell, and, and people were being convicted, and their hearts were being rent before the Lord, and, and there was a great move of the Spirit that took place amongst the brethren. And from that point... And it took, I think it was about five months later, they began to start a prayer meeting that lasted for a hundred, over a hundred years. The meeting lasted for over a hundred years and they had, uh, it was like a prayer vigil and they had groups that, that would pray each hour, but it lasted that whole time. But God used them mightily. They had a fervency within their hearts for the lost to send out missionaries. And they began to send out missionaries all over the place. But one of the things that was said, once they sent out some missionaries out into um, Greenland, and they were ministering to the natives there in Greenland, and they, they began to just, I mean, bring the word whichever way that they could. But then they finally just began to talk about Jesus and the cross, the simple cross, instead of, instead of doing the, the method of old and trying to reason with the people, with men's wisdom to persuade them to accept Christ, it began to, it just wasn't working. So they just went to the simple cross of Christ Jesus and the power of his blood. And then there began to be great revival and many began to be saved and just swept into the kingdom of heaven. And so that began to be their model. They kept it simple and they just went out wherever they went. I believe they had a great foundational revelation of the cross of Christ. The power of the cross. You must have it solidified in your own heart. 
as a believer. Because when you have this truth solidified in your own heart that you are born again and the blood of Jesus has cleansed you and the power of the cross has delivered you from sickness and from disease and from, from a sin and anything that held, holds you bound, when you have that revelation, then the greater the power of the anointing is released when you preach it, when you minister it, when you shine this light. It becomes a part of you, and that's why when I think about even Smith Wigglesworth, he's just reading the word, and a priest is there on the bus with him, and he cries out and says, pray for me. My God, pray for me. I'm convicted of my sins. Smith Wigglesworth didn't say anything. It was the revelation that he had concerning the cross of Christ, the blood of Jesus, and the, the fellowship and relationship that he had with Heavenly Father. And you're to go out in this way, in this fashion. I mean, you came out of two weeks of the anointing and, 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 and God moving in the midst during the stand and he's touched hearts and he's revitalized and refired some of you. Some of you just went in deeper. You got more ignited with the word and with the truth and the fire of God. We saw many come in to, to receive Jesus and, and are being established in the truth. But I'm telling you, don't slide backward now that what the Lord has done, but press in deeper, have a greater understanding, a greater revelation of the cross of Christ because this is the strength that you need in these last hour this is for you say this is for me this is personal let this word speak to you personally that you're going to, and that you make a decision in your heart that you're going to press in tonight and receive his truth and his anointing well, I just want the anointing. I want just the joy. Well, you can have the joy too. Just open up your heart and receive and let him touch your life as the word goes forth. Amen? Because he stirs up your most holy emotions by the spirit of the living God. Say, so I'm not, I'm not going hey, to sit here and try to stir it up. You let the Holy Ghost touch your life. You open up your heart. However it comes out, you might fall on your face just crying and weeping because God's dealing with things in your heart or, he's, or the joy of the Lord hits you or you start shaking under the power of God because there's, there's a revelation or there's just an encounter that you're having with him because you've opened your heart. Because the, the, these things were happening even while Paul was yet speaking, he said. While he yet spoke, the power of God would be demonstrated. Well, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation is saved, healed, delivered, and set free. Sozo. That's what salvation is. So you come to a greater, uh, you come closer to a, a more closer intimate relationship with salvation. You understand it. It's becoming a part of you. It's not just something that you mentally assent to, that you just have here in your, your head and can explain it and can understand it. But it's, it's something that's alive on the inside of your heart. We want to go deeper. Colossians chapter 1, I'll just start in verse 10. Well, here we'll just start in 
verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. How many in this place, you want to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him? That should be the cry of our hearts as his children. Well, it's going to require some things. It's going to require faith in the cross. It's going to require faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to require faith to live in Christ Jesus' victory. The finished work. Amen. Your prayer to pray for salvation is just entrance into him. And then from there, you continue to pursue him that you may mature in him. And we said this on Sunday. That you might walk worthy, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being full in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So not, you're not only walking worthy of the Lord, but you're being fruitful in every good work. And also increasing in the knowledge of God. You're increasing. You're growing. Many of you have been growing and increasing, and we've watched you mature in Christ Jesus in this house. And we're thankful for it, but we continue to press forward. Because it says, this is eternal life, that you might know the one true God. No, increasing in the knowledge of him, right? No, the one true God in Jesus Christ whom he has sent. You're going to mature. You're going to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. So that means that we want to have a heart that is pliable, that is soft, that is ready to receive, that is open. Whenever we come and hit these doors that you're going to go, I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to receive from heaven. Whenever the pastor pulls me out, I'm going to receive. I'm going to let the anointing touch my life. When the worship is going, I'm going to open up. I'm going to, I'm going to receive and, and, and just press into the things of God and, and just worship him as he's right here because he is. Yeah. Not what you, the natural eyes see, but just see him with the eyes of faith. Amen? With the heart of faith that he is here. He's in the midst of you. He said, when two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. Amen? In every good good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. So the more we get to know him, we're going to also be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy in other words you're going to just keep pressing through you're going to be long suffering you're going to keep going in and you're going to do it with great joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light he has delivered us from the power of darkness let me say that right now He has delivered you from the power of darkness. You've been delivered. So I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been delivered from sin. I have been delivered 
You're delivered by the power of God. You're delivered by the blood of Jesus. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. In Him we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. In all things he has the preeminence. In everything. He must be number one in our lives. We want to stay in constant fellowship and relationship with our Lord and Savior. So that he takes first place in all of our decisions. He takes first place uh, when you're at school. Well, when you get to go back to school. He takes first place in your job. He takes first place in your home. He takes first place in your marriage. He takes first place. He has preeminence in everything. He takes first place in this house. Amen. He takes first place in every business meeting. He takes first place. He has precedence. And when that is something that is established in your heart and that you're rooted and you're grounded in Christ Jesus, that's where you're going to be strong and you're going to be able to stand the test of time. I watched Tortured for Christ last night with Richard Rombrand. And one of the things that really impacted me was he, when he was there. I mean, this dude, he was beaten in his feet to where he said that he, would never, he never could walk the same after that. Like, like they would just smash his feet in. Broken bones, that kind of thing. All because they were trying to get him to tell him the names of those that he knows. You know, that go to his church, other pastors, other people that are meeting in private they would go and they would minister to the Russian soldiers. And they were getting Russian soldiers saved. They were taking the Marxist book that they had, that they put out there, and they would take out the pages the, the, on the last half of it and put pages of, like, the Gospels in, you know. And these, these soldiers, would, they would receive them and they would be getting saved. He even recruited one where one... So had to give his life. He's like, I'm giving my life. I'm wrecking myself already dead. And he starts um, smuggling Bibles to other soldiers. You know, so God used them mightily to reach the lost. And many would get saved in prison. When he finally got sick with TB and he, they put him in a room, I think it was 104. Uh, they, they, there was, that's where they brought the sick people basically to die. And Many of them he got saved on their, on their last dying breath. That God used him. And he himself was going to die. 
And then one of the doctors that they got saved before he got thrown in jail wound up finding him. And he was going to quit being the doctor for the military. He was a Russian. And they convinced him, said, no, you need to stay doing what you're supposed to be doing so, so that you can shine the light of, and the love of Jesus. Um, and so the man stayed incognito that whole time, and he wound up finding Wombrand and gave him medicine. Well, that doctor did die for his faith later because of the medicine that he gave Wom Richard Wombrand. But the truth of it began to spread out. They got him out of the country later. The truth of it began to spread, uh, spread out. And obviously we know that communism fell in Romania back in the 80s. So all because of the anointing and the power of God, the word of God. They, 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 they infiltrated into the military community with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So these people, they were raised, these kids, they were raised as atheists in, in Soviet Union. And so they had a hatred and, and in their heart toward anybody who had faith God, towards God. And they would beat them and they would be merciless, many of them. Um, the, the way the soldiers would beat him. One of the, the soldiers that was beating him in the feet until he was completely exhausted. He also put punctual hole wounds in him from an from a iron poker. Um, and he put him in the, the jail. And, and they would, if you get caught praying in the cell, they would take you out and beat you more. He would just gotten through getting beat. And he says that I would find my peace and solace in times of prayer after being beaten. And he would pray again. He came back through and he was completely baffled. And he goes, why are you praying? You've getting beat. Your, 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 son, your son is uh, uh, has no parents. Your, your wife, she's in the labor camps. And you hear you're praying. And he looked up and says, I'm praying for you. You see, this is why we have to have revelation of the power of the cross. This is why we have to have revelation of the power of the blood. And he said to himself in that book, when he was writing, he was writing this book, he said, when I was in the prison, I realized, you know, what I could be facing. And I knew that my Christianity would be truly tested if, I, if it, my faith be real or not. Because he said that there were some that thought they had the faith to handle it, did not. And so that's why it's imperative that we pour over the scriptures and feed upon the word of God, the living word of God. And let the gospel become alive on the inside and not just a story. This is real. You've had an encounter with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You have, many of you have been touched by the fire of God, by the anointing of God. You've had a, a real, your, your physical body felt the presence of the Lord in, on you. You wept, you cried, you, you laughed with the joy of the Lord. Some of you fell out under the power of God. But you know what? More than any of that, you've got to be sure and planted and strong in the gospel 
of Jesus Christ, the cross of Christ Jesus, the blood of Jesus that was shed, because that is the power of God unto salvation. It's power of God unto salvation for you and the power of God uh, of salvation unto those that you would minister to. That's what's going to carry the strength. That's how you're going to be backed in whatever venture you step into, whatever God has called you to, whether it's the realm of business and you're shining your light, whether it's the, the fivefold ministry and you're preaching the gospel, whether you're just being uh, uh, <laughs> one who just loves to share the gospel wherever you go. And that should really be our lives. Amen. Yeah. Because that's where the anointing is going to be. That's how lives will be touched and changed. Immediately after Sarajane, after you got touched by the power of God and delivered and set free, you immediately became an evangelist. And that's the way it needs to be. We testify of God's goodness, of how he set us free and the experience that we had in him. And, and you guys, so you got to come and experience this. you got to come and have an encounter with God. He's real, he's real, he's real. Not everybody's going to love you because of it. But yet you will still be willing to keep preaching and keep sharing the love of God. Knowing it is the power of God unto salvation. So in him we have redemption through his blood. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now skip down to verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of the cross. So he made peace through the blood of the cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. So he reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. So just say this, say, I am holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Now listen to this. If indeed you continue in the faith. If indeed. If indeed you continue in the faith. Grounded. And steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. Which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. So we want to continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast. Grounded means to be established. It means to be rooted in Him. Rooted in Christ Jesus. Where does that root come from? Where do you, how do you root yourself down in Christ Jesus? Faith. Growing in Him. Faith. Rooted and grounded. In faith. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is growing right now. I have faith in the word of God that's being preached to you right now that your faith is growing. Even if you've heard this before. It's not burdensome to hear this because what happens is your faith is going to grow. You're going to be strengthened. You're going to be made strong in Christ Jesus to be able to stand the test of time. Because what's going to happen is these, these scriptures will come rolling up on the inside of you. You won't crumble under the pressure of persecution. You won't crumble under the pressure of, of the weight of the world or the pressure that the enemy might put upon you to quit because it's getting tough. And I'm not even right now talking about the persecution. How about just the simple pull of the world to pull you away from the things of, of, of God, to distract you, uh, things, the pleasures of the, of the world. These things, we've got to just allow to be cut off from us. God is the one that gives us the desire to do of his goodwill and pleasure. Amen? What he desires you to do. Let him put within your heart a strong desire towards him, towards the things of heaven, and not on earthly things which are going to fade away. They're fading away, and they're quickly fading away. If we don't see a turn in this nation, your freedoms and your experiences and the things that you're enjoying, you may not enjoy later. If we do not see a turn in this nation, and it continues to go in this direction... Everything that happens comes straight out of the Marxist uh, uh, handbook. And if you know anything about Marxism and, 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 and the way they operate, they hate anything that has to do with God. They hate God. That's what the Soviets were doing. They, they, they were going out. I mean, what would possess somebody to take all that effort to go after a Christians who are having church? And, and the Bible, why would you go after banning the Bible? Why? Something that's good, to, which teaches to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second, to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what it teaches. That's what the Word teaches. But yet you have this group that hates God so much and they blame, they blame all these religions. They blame war on all these other religions. But yet themselves are involved. They're, they're bound by the devil themselves. God still made them in his image. And that was one thing that Richard Wolman said. Like, they're still made in the likeness of God. They're still made in his image. God still made them and they still have a soul. And why, why if I can reach their heart, then I'm going to reach their heart. I'm going to get in that crack. I'm going to find the crack. And I'm going to just keep sharing the love of God. And forgive my persecutors. That that's can only happen when you have revelation of the cross, revelation of his blood. Revelation that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you he once and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. 
in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, and, under heaven of which, which I, Paul, became a minister. So do not be moved away from the hope of the gospel. Hold fast, cling to it. Let it be the thing that you think about, that you meditate on, that he reveals to you. The anointing is here in this house. The anointing for greater revelation concerning the cross of Christ is here for you to receive so that you may grow and be established in him. Pastor Jason, I really like those uh, services where the anointing hits and the joy flows and everybody's drunk in the Holy Ghost. Well, it's available. Nobody said you couldn't receive right now. But the word is coming forth with power. When you catch revelation of his word and his truth, it's going to come alive on the inside of you. Now, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And then skip down to verse 11. In him you were also circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. In, so you were baptized, you were buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made alive through, excuse me, I just missed, just lost my spot there. <laughs> I'll just start in verse 12. Buried with him in baptism in which which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. So the sin that was against you, everything that was stacked up against you, he wiped it away. He took the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. 
the sin. Everything was nailed to the cross. He says that Jesus, he became sin who knew no sin. It was nailed to the cross. Your sin was nailed to the cross. And the requirements of having to be justly punished for those sins was also nailed to the cross. Jesus took it for you. He took punishment for you. The wrath of God that was was stored up for us. He poured it all out on his own son and he planned it out that way, to be that way. And his son knew it even before his time. And he willingly did it for you and for me. So having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken out of the way and having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. So what disarms the principalities and powers? That the fact that this sin was nailed to the Calvary's cross, and when you accept Jesus Christ, the principalities don't have any power over you. They don't have, definitely don't have any power over him. So having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. So the principalities and powers no longer have authority or power over you. Because all the requirements were nailed to the cross. Because all the sin was nailed to the cross. Everything that they could come and rile you about was nailed to the cross. Now, it doesn't mean that they still won't come and lie to you. And keep riling you and saying, oh, you're this, you're that. Which is contrary to the truth of the gospel of the cross of Christ. Come on, listen, because the word of God. It's truth that makes you free. It's not just a touch. It's truth. The truth of God is what makes you free. That's why it's important that we open our hearts and receive the word of God. That it becomes like a fire burning on the inside of us and alive. Now I thank God for the touch of God. I thank God for the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. But the word coupled with the anointing. And the touch of God is what brings real freedom. So since we're talking about that you're dead in your trespasses, you're dead to this. And the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So let's let's go to Romans Chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer to it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 
For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Just say, I've been crucified. That the body of sin might be done away with. So the body of sin has been done away. Let me say that again. The body of sin has been done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. You are not a slave to sin any longer. And so when the effects of it come, when the temptation comes, that's where you rise up and you say, no, I'm not a slave to you. I'm dead to you. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if, he, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. It's really simple. Now, the mind has a hard time grap- 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 grapping, <laughs> grappling this. But your spirit man catches it. The revelation of this, the understanding of this truth. So open your heart and open, open it wide and God will speak to you and bring revelation to you concerning this truth. And as you have a greater understanding and revelation of this truth, the greater is the strength that you have to resist the enemy when he comes because you're dead to this stuff. In verse 9, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him, right? Obviously, death no longer has dominion over him. He died once, right? He died once. He doesn't need to die anymore. It's been done. He paid the price of sin, which is death. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus took Your wages of sin. So that you could be free from sin. He took your wages. The moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, those wages of sin have been removed from you. He paid the ultimate price. Death. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the key, that you're alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Through Christ Jesus, do you remain alive, being planted in him, Well, how do you remain planted in Christ Jesus? In fellowship with him, through his word, uh, meditating on him, by faith, just simply having faith that he finished the work. He said it. When you read through the Gospels and you read and you get into John, he said it while he's on the cross. It is finished. And then he breathes out his last breath. It's finished. He finished the work. It's the finished work of the cross. Sin was destroyed at the cross. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil have been destroyed in your life so that you can be alive unto God. You died with him, so therefore, 
the world has no more hold on you. If you believe this. And trust in the finished work of the cross. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. That's all he wants. He's just saying, don't, don't worry about not sinning. Just present your bodies as living sacrifices. Just present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. You're alive from the dead. So present yourself as such. Washed by the blood of the lamb. Made white as snow. Your heart has been clean. He took out the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away and all things have become new to you. You're alive in him. It's important you say, well, I've heard this before, Pastor. I've heard this before, Pastor. I, I, I really, I pray that you capture this because this is going to be the strength of your walk. But present yourselves as God, as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Then there's grace to say no to sin. You're free from sin. Because of the blood, because of the cross of Christ. Well, you can see here, jump down to uh, verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you received the gift of eternal life. So what do you do when you receive a gift? (laughs) Exactly. You say thank you, and you open it. You open, I mean, you open eternal life and you dig into that, this eternal life that you've received and you get to know it intimately. You get to know this life intimately. You get to know Christ Jesus intimately. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you just receive it. And it's by faith. Listen, if somebody hands me a present, it doesn't take faith You know what I mean? It doesn't take faith. Once I've received it, I've received it. It's mine now. I'm going to open it. So I'm going to continue to exercise my faith in opening it and then digging into seeing what I've got and then learning how to use this gift that I received and walk in this gift, you know, this life. And that's where your faith grows. That's where it grows. It grows in your walk with Christ Jesus. You've received salvation. Thank you, Father. I'm saved. I've been removed from darkness and brought into the kingdom of light now. I, I, darkness shall no longer have dominion over me. Sin shall no longer have dominion over me. I'm not going to be run, run uh, uh, over the coals any longer because I'm in Christ Jesus. And I have faith to remain in him. 
That's all you got to do. I have faith to even remain in him. Don't let the enemies will go, oh, you know what? You might, you might, you might slip up. You know what I mean? We're all just sinners, you know. We're all just sinners. No, you're not a sinner any longer. You're not a sinner anymore. That's not your nature anymore. You're a cre- new creature in Christ Jesus. You're a saint. And if Paul can write to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth, and call them saints, then you're a saint. Now, he was telling them who they were. He still told them, you better change. He told them, you can't keep playing with God's grace like this. I mean, he was very clear with it. You can't continue to, to act foolishly in sin like this. He, he painted it very clear, clearly through First uh, and Second Corinthians. That you can't be a bunch of carnal Christians now. So it's important that we dig in and really get to know this life that Christ has given us. And when you get to know the life that Christ Jesus has given you, then all the other things you don't care about anymore. I mean, listen, because we live in America, we can't grow soft. Just because we have all these creature comforts and a nice warm bed and all this other stuff, we cannot become soft concerning our pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I'm thinking of Richard Wombrand and what he suffered and endured. The beds that he had to sleep in or, or no bed at all. You know that they drove nails into a box and the box was just a a, a slightly larger than the man so there's all these sharp nails and then you would open it and they'd make you stand in it and so you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't move otherwise you'd just be stabbed with nails so he even said that it would be for hours and he says in some cases days just standing there i mean you got to pull on god I want you prepared for everything. I want you to be prepared if you're blessed and, 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 and you know, you still get to live and have the creature comforts that, 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 that is afforded to the blessing that's on this nation. Or if it's completely stripped away from us and you don't have these. And if you would happen to be thrown in prison for your faith. You, don't know, you might be called to a nation and they might throw you in jail. It might happen in this nation because of your faith. What I want is I want you prepared in every circumstance. Amen? That your heart is burning for Jesus no matter what. And that you're solidified in the message of the gospel, the message of the cross. And with this, Galatians chapter 6, verse 11, see with what large letter I have written to you with my own hand, as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that, that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those 
who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast, now listen to this, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Say that with me right here. By whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. So it doesn't matter what accomplishments, it doesn't matter anything that you have done. What matters is that it's your new creation. That's what matters. That's what matters. It's not about what you do in the ministry. It's that, that you understand you're a new creation. That's what avails. That you're dead to the world, and the world is dead to you. You've been executed to the world, and the world's been executed to you. Come to that revelation. Come to that understanding so that when you minister the gospel, you're ministering with, with the purity and truth and with power and with authority. Amen? Because this is where true freedom comes. Hallelujah. How many are blessed tonight? By his truth and by his word. And take this time to meditate on the cross. I mean, study on the blood covenant. Understand what happened and then put it together where Christ Jesus you know, all the way they did things when they, when they sacrificed the lamb, you know, once a year. And, and all the different things that they did with their sacrifices. And you could see how Jesus was crucified. I mean, go through all of that. Gain some understanding of this. Because it will give you an understanding of the power of the cross. And why Jesus, God, Father God planned it the way that he planned it. I, I'm, I'm going to actually go one more place here. Being that we were talking about the Moravians at the very beginning. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I'll bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is that atheist scientist? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, 
both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Come on, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you may see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, that the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the, the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are of Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. How many is this helping right now tonight? How many is this causing you to draw closer and recognize the price that he paid for you? Now, I encourage you to meditate on these passages of scriptures. We'll put this also up on, on the, um, oh, no, not, well, it'll be on Facebook too, but podcast, so that you can listen to it too and just put it in. It's, it's not even gonna be that long of a message. It's perfect for you to just take that time and just put the scriptures. I mean, we just read, pretty much just read word to you. I don't think I need to go into deep depth and, and, and break out the Hebrew and the Greek for you to understand this. It's pretty clear. And it brings strength to you. Amen? Even though Skylar was a dad, you need to be like Rick Renner. And I was like, that's his anointing. I can't be like Rick Renner. <laughs> break it down. I said, he says, well, I should listen to him more. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God. I mean, it is power to those who are being saved. Who's being saved in this house? To you that are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross, the message of the cross. It's the power of God unto you for salvation. Amen. So you open your heart wide, you receive his truth, you dig in for yourself, you get to really see it. And then when I minister, you get really excited because you're like, oh, yeah, I got it. I see it. It's coming alive. I mean, this place should have been unglued and all of you running around the place. (laughs) Because of this truth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. And I thank you for the word that has gone forth that is producing real freedom and life for whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And you said it's truth that makes us free. And we thank you for your truth. Your word is truth. And because we received your word, we have received freedom. Because we've grabbed a hold of your word by faith. In the finished work of the cross. We grabbed a hold of your word by faith in the truth that we have been made 
free, that we've been delivered from sin, we've been delivered from darkness, brought into the kingdom of light, and we thank you for this. We give you glory, we give you honor in Jesus' name, and I thank you that this word explodes and comes alive in every heart, that Holy Spirit, you breathe upon the word that has gone forth, and that you make it so alive on the inside of the hearts that they have dreams of your your truth and, and understanding of it that comes to them in Jesus' mighty name we thank you for this right now in the name of Jesus that it explodes on the inside of them in the name of Jesus we thank you father for this that they're quickened by your word they're quickened by your spirit in Jesus mighty name made alive we thank you for this right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus now I know that everybody here in this room is is saved because all Almost everybody's answered the altar calls <laughs> lately. But if by happen chance just one of you happens to be watching online or somebody stumbles onto this and this message and and listens to this and you are not sure of your salvation. And again, I will still put this out here tonight. The, those that are here in this house. If you are not sure of your salvation, you are not confident that you are born again then tonight is a night to totally surrender your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight is your night to open your heart and ask Jesus to come in, to set you free, and to deliver you. Maybe you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but you have not come into a real revelation of the finished work of the cross, and you have struggled. The enemy has ate your lunch. You're coming to church, but you feel like the enemy just keeps pulling you down, and you keep falling. I'm telling you, tonight is a night to fully give your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm giving everything to you you if that's you tonight just lift up your hand if that's you tonight then just throw up an emoji hand on on the camera well not on the camera but on your computer if there's anyone in this house that you need to surrender everything I surrender all tonight I'm just want to make that that invitation to you all right so everyone here is on fire and doing well and running with the Lord and pressing into him Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm just going to pray for the sake of those that are watching, possibly watching uh, on live stream right now. Father, I just lift up these individuals to you. And I thank you for your power and your anointing being upon them. I thank you that you're quickening them, that you're drawing the hearts to come to know you and desire you. Just pray this prayer with me and just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, and set me free. Thank you for dying on Calvary's cross for me and raising again from the dead. And by faith in your cross, I died with you and then I've raised with you in the newness of life. Thank you for filling me, Lord. With your life. Fill me with your spirit. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Jesus' name, I'm delivered. I'm set free. I thank you, Father, for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I just want to tell you 
that continue to pursue him. This is just the entrance into eternal life, to pray this prayer, to ask him into your heart. That's just the entrance into salvation. 